section forty seven part two chapter five continued of the four horsemen of the apocalypse by vicente blasco ibanez translated by charlotte brewster jordan this librivox recording is in the public domain the frenchman was almost affected this man represented the germany that he had many times imagined a sweet and tranquil germany composed of burghers a little heavy and slow perhaps but atoning for their natural uncouthness by an innocent and poetic sentimentalism this blumhardt whom his companions called bataillon commander was undoubtedly the good father of a large family he fancied him walking with his wife and children under the lindens of a provincial square all listening with religious unction to the melodies played by a military band then he saw him in the beer gardens with his friends discussing metaphysical problems between business conversations he was a man from old germany a character from a romance by goethe perhaps the glory of the empire had modified his existence and instead of going to the beer gardens he was now accustomed to frequent the officers casino while his family maintained a separate existence separated from the civilians by the superciliousness of military caste but at heart he was always the good german ready to weep copiously before an affecting family scene or a fragment of good music commandant blumhardt meanwhile was thinking of his family living in cassel there are eight children monsieur he said with a visible effort to control emotion the two eldest are preparing to become officers the youngest is starting school this year he is just so high and with his right hand he measured off the child's diminutive stature he trembled with laughter and grief at recalling the little chap then he broke forth into eulogies about his wife excellent manager of the home a mother who was always modestly sacrificing herself for her children and husband ay the sweet augusta after twenty years of married life he adored her as on the day he first saw her in a pocket of his uniform he was keeping all the letters that she had written him since the beginning of the campaign look at her monsieur these are my children from his breast-pocket he had drawn forth a silver medallion adorned with the art of munich and touching a spring he displayed the pictures of all the family the frau commandeur of an austere and frigid beauty imitating the air and coiffure of the empress the fraulein commandeur clad in white with uplifted eyes as though they were singing a musical romance and at the end the children in the uniforms of the army schools or private institutions and to think that he might lose these beloved beings if a bit of iron should hit him and he had to live far from them now that it was such fine weather for long walks in the country sad war he again said may god punish the english with a solicitude that don marcelo greatly appreciated he in turn inquired about the frenchman's family he pitied him for having so few children and smiled a little over the enthusiasm with which the old gentleman spoke of his daughter saluting fraulein chichi as a witty sprite and expressing great sympathy on learning that the only son was causing his parents great sorrow by his conduct tender-hearted commandant he was the first rational 
and human being that he had met in this hell of an invasion there are good people everywhere he told himself he hoped that this new acquaintance would not be moved from the castle for if the germans had to stay there it would better be this man than the others an orderly came to summon don marcelo to the presence of his excellency after passing through the salons with closed eyes so as to avoid useless distress and wrath he found the count in his own bedroom the doors had been forced open the floors stripped of carpet and the window frames of curtains only the pieces of furniture broken in the first moments now occupied their former places the sleeping-rooms had been stripped more methodically everything having been taken that was not required for immediate use because the general with his suite had been lodging there the night before this apartment had escaped the arbitrary destruction the count received him with the civility of a grandee who wishes to be attentive to his guests he could not consent that herr desnoyers a relative of a von hartrott whom he vaguely remembered having seen at court should be staying in the keeper's lodge he must return to his own rooms occupying that bed solemn as a catafalque with columns and plumes which had had the honor a few hours before of serving as the resting-place of an illustrious general of the empire i myself prefer to sleep here he added condescendingly this other habitation accords better with my tastes while saying this he was entering dona luisa's rooms admiring its louis quinze furniture of genuine value with its dull golds and tapestries mellowed by time it was one of the most successful purchases that don marcelo had made the count smiled with an artist's scorn as he recalled the man who had superintended the official sacking what an ass to think that he left this behind supposing that it was old and ugly then he looked the owner of the castle squarely in the face monsieur desnoyers i do not believe that i am committing any indiscretion and even imagine that i am interpreting your desires when i inform you that i intend taking this set of furniture with me it will serve as a souvenir of our acquaintance a testimony to the friendship springing up between us if it remains here it will run the risk of being destroyed warriors of course are not obliged to be artists i will guard these excellent treasures in germany where you may see them whenever you wish we are all going to be one nation you know my friend the emperor is soon to be proclaimed sovereign of the french desnoyers remained silent how could he reply to that look of cruel irony to the grimace with which the noble lord was underscoring his words when the war is ended i will send you a gift from berlin he added in a patronizing tone the old collector could say nothing to that either he was looking at the vacant spots which many small pictures had left on the walls paintings by the famous masters of the eighteenth century the banded brigand must also have passed these by as too insignificant to carry off but the smirk illuminating the count's face revealed their ultimate destination he had carefully scrutinized the entire apartment the adjoining bedroom chichi's the bathroom even the feminine robe room of the family which still contained some of the daughter's gowns 
the warrior fondled with delight the fine silky folds of the materials gloating over their cool softness this contact made him think of paris of the fashions of the establishments of the great modistes the rue de la paix was the spot which he most admired in his visits to the enemy's city don marcelo noticed the strong mixture of perfumes which came from his hair his moustache his entire body various little jars from the dressing-table were on the mantel what a filthy thing war is exclaimed the german this morning i was at last able to take a bath after a week's abstinence at noon i shall take another by the way my dear sir these perfumes are good but they are not elegant when i have the pleasure of being presented to the ladies i shall give them the addresses of my source of supply i use in my home essences from turkey i have many friends there at the close of the war i will send a consignment to the family while speaking the count's eyes had been fixed upon some photographs upon the table examining the portrait of madame desnoyers he guessed that she must be dona luisa he smiled before the bewitchingly mischievous face of mademoiselle chichi very enchanting he specially admired her militant boyish expression but he scrutinized the photograph of julio with special interest splendid type of youth he murmured an interesting head and artistic too he would create a great sensation in a fancy dress ball what a persian prince he would make a white aigrette on his head fastened with a great jewel the breast bared a black tunic with golden birds and he continued seeing in his mind's eye the heir of the desnoyers arrayed in all the gorgeous raiment of an oriental monarch the proud father because of the interest which his son was inspiring began to feel a glimmer of sympathy with the man a pity that he should select so unerringly and appropriate the choicest things in the castle near the head of the bed don marcelo saw lying upon a book of devotions forgotten by his wife a medallion containing another photograph it did not belong to his family and the count following the direction of his eyes wished to show it to him the hands of this son of mars trembled his disdainful haughtiness had suddenly disappeared an official of the hussars of death was smiling from the case his sharp profile with a beak curved like a bird of prey was surmounted by a cap adorned with skull and crossbones my best friend said the count in tremulous tones the being that i love most in all the world and to think that at this moment he may be fighting and they may kill him to think that i too may die desnoyers believed that he must be getting a glimpse into a romance of the nobleman's past that hussar was undoubtedly his natural son his simplicity of mind could not conceive of anything else only a father's tenderness could so express itself and he was almost touched by this tenderness here the interview came to an end the warrior turning his back as he left the room in order to hide his emotion a few minutes after was heard on the floor below the sound of a grand piano which the commissary had not been able to carry off owing to the general's interposition his voice was soon heard above the chords that he was playing it was rather a lifeless baritone but he managed to impart an impassioned tremolo to his romance the listening old man was now really affected he did not understand the words 
but the tears came into his eyes he thought of his family of the sorrows and dangers about them and of the difficulties surrounding his return to them as though under the spell of the melody little by little he descended the stairs what an artist's soul that haughty scoffer had at first sight the germans with their rough exterior and their discipline which made them commit the greatest atrocities gave one a wrong impression one had to live intimately with them to appreciate their true worth by the time the music had ceased he had reached the castle bridge a sub-officer was watching the graceful movements of the swans gliding double over the waters of the moat he was a young doctor of laws who just now was serving as secretary to his excellency a university man mobilized by the war on speaking with don marcelo he immediately revealed his academic training the order for departure had surprised the professor in a private institute he was just about to be married and all his plans had been upset what a calamity sir what an overturning for the world yet many of us have foreseen that this catastrophe simply had to come we have felt strongly that it might break out any day capital a cursed capital is to blame End of section forty seven